and welcome to episode 64 of Random Encounter, the RPG Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Steinman, Pale Robbie on the boards. Hey everybody, it's E3! Pre-show. Uh, it's the pre-show for E3, so this is kind of before the start of all the conferences, all the craziness, all the game announcements, and the hey, hey, we are, we are here to talk about some of the stuff that's gone down this week, and I just want to start before I introduce the rest of the crew. I want to start because we had a breaking news story today. All right, we ready? The Final Fantasy Versus 13 perfume has been delayed. No! No one cares. No, it's because they're they're porting it to another console, the human body, so the most users can experience it. <laughs> you too can smell like a shonen. We We have fun. We have fun here. So I figure we'll start off talking about the games that we're most excited for. I kind of asked everybody to bring an RPG and then a non-RPG that we're all excited for. Get a little bit of the conference talk going. Uh, we're going to have lots and lots of news stories from John because there's been all sorts of craziness. kind of feels like the, the big surprises of E3 are happening earlier and earlier this year. And then we're going to make our predictions. So let me introduce the rest of the crew. We have on the news train the editor and master of the website. Hey, this is John McCarroll. I'm John on our forums, um, and I'm very excited to be going to my 11th E3. I hate you so much. Wow, 11th. I really? You can you can rub it in. That's fine. <sighs> okay. Seven. Next year. Next year, I am going. I'm not getting married again. Hopefully, so I can go. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy this. Yeah, you say that now, but. Well, what sucks is I really could have gone this year because my wedding isn't until the 21st. So I was like, oh yeah, I could have gone. And Jackie's all like, yeah, you definitely could have gone. But last year, no, when no, no, we no, she, this, no, she was like, no. She says that now, but if you had gone, she'd be like, I can't believe you're leaving this close to the wedding. Exactly, exactly. Now next year, next year. That, I will, that, that's yeah. a trap. I know. Oh yeah. Uh, next year, Stephen, I will be right next to you and the snark will be mighty. That, what did you say? The snark will be oh, mighty. okay. Stephen, introduce yourself. Stephen Myring, Talos on the boards. Ah, boy. Do we actually go to the conferences or no? I'm guessing we can't get in there. We go uh, to some of them. We, we really only go... We, we're going to EA. It, it comes to the point where Sony and Microsoft rarely show anything that we need to be there for. Mm-hmm. So why would we go? So you can make fun of them. You can watch them online. I mean, yeah, we can make fun of them in the hotel or by not trying to navigate downtown Los Angeles. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And then last but not least, we have the man, the other music the ha- podcaster. The hamburger. The Eric ha- Riggin. Embryon on the boards. What's up? Doc Hamburger. It's like in, in uh, Symphony of the Night. It's like Dark Metamorphosis, but it's Doc Hamburger. <laughs> oh, that takes me back. Good times, good times. All right, Derek. I'm going to put you on the spot. You ready? Yeah, what's up? What you want to talk about? I want you to give me an RPG that you're super excited for and then another game that you're super excited for at this year's E3. I'm super excited for Final Fantasy Versus 13, The Perfume, and Final Fantasy Versus 13, The Cologne. <laughs> I already made the joke, so it's not nearly as funny. I know. Uh, well, okay, so RPG I'm probably most looking forward to. I'm not going to surprise you guys with my Falcom fanness, but I'm really excited to see East Memories of Celsetta being published by Exceed. I love the East series, and I've actually been replaying East 7. I downloaded it on my Vita, and I've been playing through it sort of just to, like, I, don't, I, I doubt I'll beat it um, again, but just enjoying it and enjoying the fast-paced combat and all that, trying to... Uh, basically, I wanted to, like, play it for a while so that I could really appreciate the differences that are in East's Memories of Celsetta. 
So I will probably be making a beeline for their booth. And luckily, John and I have an appointment with them. So I will be sure to ask all the questions. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Cool. So East, East, I also want to see Lightning Returns, but I know you said only one. Well, and, Light, and Lightning Returns isn't an RPG. It's like an Assassin's Creed game. She's, <laughs> she's running up ladders and, and jumping, God forbid. So, yeah, you can jump in an RPG. That's no, true. You can jump in ease. No, you can't. That's yeah. yeah you well, can. Yeah, yeah, you can. I'm it, just being it, facetious. I, 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 I'm not trying to throw a bomb, but I'm just asking: Is this a remake of an ease game, or is this a brand new ease game? It is. It is. It's a remake of East Four, which came. Um, East Four has kind of a weird, long history. There are actually two versions of it that were made back on the Super Famicom, and neither one was actually created by Falcom. They were both licensed out to different um, developers. Uh, I. I want to say Sunsoft and somebody else. I forget. I could be completely off there. But one was called no. East, uh, the Dawn of East, and one was called East for Mask of the Sun. Go ahead, John. Uh, East, the Dawn of East was Hudson Soft, and East Mask of the Sun was uh, Tonkin House. Yeah, it was some weird. Oh, I love their games. Yeah, uh, they're almost as good as Honkin House. But anyway, um, but I don't, think don't bring like, that crap so, on my show, gentlemen. So yeah, the last a, five or six E's games have all been remakes, though. But they're not like well, yeah, one the, to one remakes. They're like totally different games that just yeah, have yeah. the same story. That's like saying you know, uh, oh, that Devil May Cry DMC is a remake of the original Devil May Cry. Yeah, yeah. They, East, the memories of Celsetta is like a similar idea. Like it's in the same. Um, area that the the original two games took place in but this one is actually developed by falcom for the first time so it's like quote-unquote canon now and uh it's it's sort of like a it's really good for people who haven't played like all of us in north america just because it's like you start off the game and at all has amnesia basically so it serves it serves like a go on does he he go on adventures with dogie he no dogie's not in this oh that's actually sort of unfortunate yeah, he shows up briefly, um, but there's actually a story reason. I guess they said that like if they included Dogie, then Dogie could just tell Adol all of his memories that he lost. <laughs> there wouldn't be any point. So he's, he adventures with new folk, and so it's pretty much just like it's it's basically a brand new game, um, and everything about it is it's like a you know a retooled version of East Seven. So it's got like the party system uh, instead of because in all the East games or most of the East games. You had like either three swords or three elemental jewels or whatever, um, so that you had like a, a triangle of attacks to use, like uh, blunt slashing, piercing for weapons, or like fire, wind, uh, water for your magic, whatever. So in this, uh, the party system takes the place of that, like it did in East Seven. So like Adol uses swords, so he does slash damage, and then there's another guy that like punches and yeah. Is it Dogi? No, it's not Dogi. I like Dogie. I like Dogie too. Yeah, Dogie's cool. He's blue. Hi, Dogie. Well, his hair is. You're my favorite custom. Yeah, but yeah, Dogie's awesome. He's oh good. my god, did you make a? Don't I do did. that. Don't do that on. No. Don't make a room reference. You must on be this kidding, show. aren't you? <laughs> oh god. We can make the room references all day. She's lying too. So anyway, East Memories of Celsetta, new game, uh, Vita. Looking forward to it. I will be writing about it. I, I'm glad that we're seeing kind of more Vita games this year. Like, we've got Ease, we've got the remake of uh, Ragnarok Odyssey, we've got, um, oh, there's a bunch of other stuff. Fantasy Star yeah, Online 2 is unfortunately not at the show, but there's uh, It seems like they might have delayed, game. I think they might have delayed Fantasy Star because they just announced whatever, uh, episode 2, 
I'm guessing they they're waiting till they have like a substantial amount of stuff to release here. Well, they got Maruru Plus, Dragon's Crown, uh, the Final Fantasy X and X-2 uh, remake, Valhalla Knights 3, Ease. Like, there's going to be good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really excited, actually. I was looking, sitting last night, I was like, wow, there's a lot of stuff coming to Vita, finally. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Exceed's going to have a pretty decent booth this year. Like, I'm, I'm excited. Most of the time... Uh, Exit has been in uh, in like a conference room, yeah. Where it's like, okay, if you have an appointment, they're actually going to have a legitimate booth this year. Oh is- yeah, like last year we when we met them, they were in like the the hall, but now they have an actual like, yeah, kind of for- like how Atlas had a booth. Exit yeah. has a booth, booth. So for anyone who hasn't been to E three before, there are kind of three main halls now in E three. There used to be four. So there's South Hall, West Hall, and uh, the Concourse Hall. And South Hall and West Hall both have, like, booths. Like, imagine going to a car show or anything where it's just, like, companies have stuff set up for you to take a look at. Um, And if you've seen pictures of E3, you've always seen pictures of those two halls. Uh, In years past, there was also Kentia Hall uh, pre-2007, which was the the cheapy hall with its its mustard yellow uh, carpeting. And that was where that was where you would see all of the Korean companies and companies that really didn't have a budget. Now, that doesn't mean that bad games were there. Uh, the very first time I saw Guitar Hero, it was in Kentia Hall. Same goes for the original Witcher game. So there's good stuff there. But then there's Concourse Hall. And Concourse Hall is essentially like a bunch of cubicles. 10 by 10 rooms or cubicles where people are having meetings so you can fit maybe you know 10 people in them at most and they're usually for companies who are there doing business or in the case of Exceed, yeah, they're just looking to meet with you know specific people right so x or uh Exceed has always been in kind of these conference rooms and now they're actually going to have a legitimate booth space which is exciting yes. for them. That's that's cool because yeah. that means there'll be more of like a show aspect to it. Yeah, they're going to be show. I mean, obviously, the the rebrand to Marvelous USA. They're going to have some mobile games. They're going to have some online games. So it's more than just Xseed games. Yeah, like now they own uh, the Shin Megami Tensei MMO, don't they? Yes. That was that was one yeah, of the old company. They bought Atlas Online. Oh, I forgot that thing existed. It's bad. I think a lot of people did. Is it really bad? Yes. Oh boy. It's you know it's a mid two thousands free to play RPG from Japan. What Ugh. would you expect? Re- you really like fart noises today, Bob. Don't you? <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about La Noir on the pre-show. Kill ten warm-up. Jack Frosts. <laughs> so, Derek, do you have any non RPGs that you're looking forward to at the show? Uh, probably a lot of the Nintendo stuff, actually. Um... I'm looking forward to see what kind of stuff they announce, like as far as the new Mario and new Smash. Probably the new Smash the most. Smash Bros. Uh, Is it going to be a real fighting game this time? Shut up. Last one was a real fighting game. No, it wasn't. You go go to hell and die. No, any game where you can fall randomly, yeah, that's not a fighting game. Mm. That's just silliness. I'm not going to argue that. It's... I will. Smash Brothers is the ultimate party game. It doesn't oh, matter. No, that's true. Like, if you want to be tote serious and do Fox Final Destination, no items, no Final Smash. <laughs> no, Fox Final Destination, no jumping, no 
no attacks. Yeah. <laughs> just stand there. Well, if it's a competition of just standing there, then all you have to do is play Luigi, because we all know that if you play Luigi, you just have to stand there and you win, like in Mario Party. Luigi is awesome. Oh. All right. Is there anything... Uh, so they did announce that there's going to be a new Smash Brothers. They uh, Did they announce a new Mario game? I can't remember. I know Smash Brothers. They're going to. Suppose, supposedly, they're going to reveal the new Mario, a new Mario Kart, and the new Smash. And the new retro game, but... Is it wrong that my biggest hope out of Nintendo is like a 3DS Metroid side-scroller? That'd be pretty awesome. That's my... I know I'm not going to get it, but... Man, no, no, no. No, uh, you might, though. Look, at they're making... Uh, what is it? Link to yeah. the Past 2, and that's a top-down control uh d-pad controlled zelda so why why couldn't you get a two and a half d uh you know side view metroid you know we were, I'm, I'm, gonna pl- I'm gonna plug your rhythm encounter here really quick because i was i was doing some research in the boss music episode that we're going to be recording later on today ladies and gentlemen mm, yes and uh I, I just started tooling around with like boss music from other games and i came to like the uh what is it the crade uh, era oh, music from the first Metro, you know that do 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 do, uh, and oh man, I got chills up and down my spine again. Like, I want a new Metroid, please. Like, that's why we like music, Rob. Please, it invigorates the senses. Oh boy. Oh, speaking of things I'm excited about, none of you guys are getting Animal Crossing, are you? No, uh, Tom. Well, no- you don't. You don't have a 3DS. You don't matter. I don't want here. Tom no- uh, John. I don't care. John. Stephen. <laughs> no. Uh, I've never really been big on those. Well, I guess we're not friends anymore. Yeah. Like, if if I I can't do the whole life sim thing, like I have a yeah. hard time with that too. I if, didn't even like it in Shenmue when they were like, "All right, go work in the factory." I'm like, oh, I don't know. So I'm a hardworking man. No, look, is special, hey, but no, no, no. Shenmue is special because you can drive the forklift. Well, yeah. If you could drive a, <laughs> if you could drive a forklift in Animal Crossing, it'd be the game of the year forever. Yeah. You gotta love there were rumors about Shenmue three getting announced at E3. I'm like, oh, for God's sake! Like, I if, don't, I don't if, like if working in real life. If I'm going to do the same tasks over and over in a game, I'm just going to play League of Legends. <laughs> do you play League of Legends? I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, I know, really. John lulls it up hardcore. Does he really? Wow. Uh, we got a bunch of kids at uh, at my boarding school that would... What do you do? What do you do, John? Top, mid, jungle? What? Uh, I'm jungle or mid. <laughs> oh my god. I, what are you talking about? I have no clue what they're talking about. I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> it's, a, it's okay. I'm a League of Legends poser. I played to like... I, I got my character... Not my character. My account to like level 10. The only MOBA I ever played was when it was a Warcraft 3 mod called Defense of the Ancients. <laughs> uh, oh, Dota 2's out. I've got some keys. Yeah, I, yeah, you, I you know. You sent me, you me, sent me like a hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even installed it. It's because uh, Valve is like, Valve is like, you want codes? Have more codes. Yeah, Valve is like, oh, hey, here is eight codes for you to give to your friends every two weeks. And I'm like, they all have it already. They have eight codes. Just be like, I don't have that many friends. <laughs> so Derek is excited for more ease and some Nintendo games. And now I would like to know what John is excited for. Ooh, so what's funny is uh, <laughs> we, we posted our E3, like, what are we excited for list? And then I realized that the game I'm most excited for, I didn't put in that feature. Whoops. Whoops. I was wondering why you put Tales of Zillia in over, like, some other stuff. Well, I'm actually, I'm very excited for Tales of Zillia, but... Yeah, me too. I'm a little surprised. I, uh, I'm probably most excited for Obsidian South Park game, The Stick of Truth. I, ah. I am right there with you, John. I am, I am very curious about that game. You know, everybody that's played it, too, like, uh, G.I. did a, uh, like, a preview of it or whatever. Everyone that's played it says it's, like, it plays really well. Like, the combat feels just like Mario RPG, and it's, like, super customizable. And, I mean, it looks like an episode of the show. I 
I don't see how it can fail unless it has like the oh, worst level design of all time. You just damned Obsidian right there. Well, well done, Stephen. It's it's a different style of game than Obsidian usually makes. I mean, it seems like it's going to be kind of a JRPG styled game. Yeah, that's the that's what's interesting about it. It really does feel like South Park Mario RPG. Yeah, which I I mean I'm stoked for it. I think that they're going to do a fine job. I really like all of Obsidian's games. I mean, I I, I liked. Alpha Protocol a lot, even though not a lot of people seem to. I still own that. I still need to play that, but I don't know if my rage can take it. I really don't know. But I, it, it I, has a lot of really good ideas. Like I finally sat down and played it, and it's clunky, and the controls are kind of awful. But the game is, it's it's well worth it. I, I'm right there with you, John. I, the South Park game had me intrigued from the very start. I like the idea of doing a traditional role playing game, but doing it like with the South Park guys actually writing it. I mean, the, the, the trailers have been hilarious and, and I don't know if they can maintain that for, you know, however long this RPG is. I, well, you know, my, my guess is that this is not going to be a particularly long game. I'm with it. Yeah. I, I think that we're going to see like a 25 hour RPG, which is probably a good length for this type of content. Even, even that long, I would expect it to be shorter than that. Yeah. I mean, 25 is still pretty good. And if you think about it, Rob, when you said you don't know if they can carry it through an entire thing, they've carried that show for what is it, eighteen seasons now? Yeah, but let's. I I don't. And I mean, this, I don't mean to turn this into a South Park podcast, but as I as I tell my students, like, there's always that one, there's one maybe two good episodes of South Park every season that are like hysterical, knock you down, like totally hysterically funny, and then there's a lot of filler, like the Funny Bot episode, where you're just I, like, really. I, I, like, I don't watch it enough, but I mean. You have to think, though, you're going to have gameplay in this, too. So it's not yeah. like, you know, you'll... I think... I don't know. It seems like they're going in the right direction with it. I, Look, as, yeah. as long as I get to fight against some stupid Mongarians, I'm okay. <laughs> I, I would really like it if there's a boss fight with Cartman riding Cthulhu. <laughs> there's got to be a... Slay me. So, and I want somebody to have a summon where they can summon the Let's Fighting Love people. <laughs> what's... They could get to the point where all they could do is throw back content to the show, and it would be great. But I yeah. mean, they're going to do lots of original stuff, too. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I, I It's kind of where um, the two Zaboid games, uh, what was it, uh, Breath of Death and uh, Cthulhu Saves the World. I really liked both of them, but Breath of Death I didn't find nearly as funny because it was a lot of references, whereas Cthulhu Saves the World actually kind of did things with the Cthulhu mythos, and it was funnier from, like, a dialogue standpoint. It wasn't just doing, you know, the, the family guy jokes. Yeah, right. yeah well, that, that's, that. like, that game I just reviewed, 8-Bit Adventures, it's the same problem. Like, if you just take a bunch of quotes from bad Final Fantasy translations and put them in your game, that's not funny on its own. You spoony bard. Like, that, that was fun. Like, that that's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, you totally just derailed my train. That's my attack. I just criticaled on you. So, uh, do we? We don't have a date for that, correct? They're saying maybe late 2013. For uh, I, I think. Hmm, I don't know. I thought that it was September-ish. I hear clicking. Uh, and uh, do we know of any other games that Obsidian's working on right now? Yes. Yes. Sorry, like what? I, I have like Project, Project Eternity. Eternity. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That thing! Oh yeah! That thing! That's, it looks awesome. Yeah, that's such a ways off. I can't even focus on it right now. Um. So I, I thought it was September, but I can't find any 
actual reference to it. Though I do like how how South Park is in both of our uh, most anticipated games of 2012 and 2013. Yeah. <laughs> did did we we didn't get to see it last year, did we? Or did you get to look at it? No, it wasn't at the show. Okay. Yeah. They had well, just announced it last year, I think in like March or April, and then all the THQ stuff started to get a little like dicey. And yeah, uh, see it. So it, it it'll be really interesting because this this is kind of out of character for Ubisoft. So yeah, I mean, you have to imagine they must be banking on the popularity of South Park to make it sort of worthwhile. And then we can have South Park Two, South Park Three, South Park Black Flag, South Park. Then oh, blah, 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 blah. futuristic South Park that isn't called South Park. In a I, butter, <laughs> South Park, the Butters effect. <laughs> are you remember me? Because remember, oh, remember me's Capcom anyway. Never yeah, mind. that's Cap. And uh, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know what to make of that game. Uh, it's kind of all over the place. I think it's it, one of those divisive games. It's okay. I I've been playing it. Uh, it. What it comes down to is the gameplay is average. It just depends on how much you can get into the story and the world. I was really intrigued by the uh, the memory swapping stuff. That was the first thing they showed for the game, and apparently there's only four of those scenarios in the whole game. That really bummed me out. <laughs> I've already been through one, and I've only been playing for like an hour. Yeah, I don't think there's many of those, and that that to me is a mistake. It, it's that, an interesting concept, thing. though, because you can you can not fail them, but you can make things happen that can't happen, like somebody remembering their own death, and it goes, oh no no no, you can't do that. <laughs> Okay, so what's the uh, non-RPG that you're most excited for, John? Uh, probably NHL 14. I, I don't want to talk about hockey, John. I really don't want to talk about hockey oh, today. Man. Why do you want to talk I, about I hockey? I can't believe that the Penguins got swept, man. Jesus. You know what? I can't even be mad because the way Boston played was just... I, the Penguins scored two goals in four games. I, mean, uh, I, I can't even complain. It's like, wow, okay, well, Boston, that's off to you. The question is, which was a better playoff performance by a goaltender, Tuka Rask versus the Penguins this year, or John Sebastian Jaguar versus the Wild in 2003? I, I got to say, though, that Vokun, I feel terrible because he only had one bad – he had that one bad game, but he kept them in each game. That The – the fact that Boston couldn't put it away in that first overtime when they threw everything at him and he blocked every shot, he kept them in that game. Like you can't yeah. ask for any more from your goaltender. But that, can he? Uh. Can he use the jet shot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Hats off to Boston. Stephen Byrne in hell. Besaid Oryx for life. You're welcome. So I, I guess going for a game that's not hockey, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to see the kill zone for Vita. I've never really been a kill zone person, but really? the Vita game looks pretty cool. Really? Is it? A, is it? I can't remember. Is it? Is it first person? Yeah, it should be. Because I remember the one on PSP was actually really cool, but that wasn't first person. It was like top down ish. I'd like of. to see something for Vita. Oh, the the uh, yeah, the PSP one was a like a top down shooter. I yeah. think the Vita one is like a kill zone, a real kill zone. Cool. Well, the PSP one was cool though. Yeah, no, the PSP one was good. I, I don't know. I've never been able to really get excited for a Killzone game. I, I remember seeing like the first shots of uh, Killzone 1 when it was called Kin, and it looked really, really interesting, and then it kind of came out, and it was just... the uh, Rob, stop <laughs> with the fart noises. I will come over there and punch you. I'm sorry. School's out of session. I get to be myself now. This is great. That's I, you. Uh, That's Rob. That's the real Rob. Killzone, uh, Killzone 3 was one of the few games that I felt actually worked with a television's 3D. Yeah, you were telling me that. 
like I, I when I got I got one of those PlayStation 3D monitors last year, and I tried a bunch of games, and Killzone was really the only one that I felt was improved at all by uh, by the 3D. Yeah, I, I heard a lot of people saying the 3D was actually really good in that. But what do we think I've about? Ne- I've never played a console game in 3D. Like I, I can't see 3D, so there you go. <laughs> No, I can't. I'm broken. Uh, I went to see Despicable Me when I was still living in South Carolina, and I just got a ma- migraine like 15 minutes into it. And I, it, It's like it's out of focus. It won't like line up properly for my eyes, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. This sucks. Uh, what do we think about Vita? Is Vita going to be thrown under the bus this year? Are we going to see a lot of games for it? What are, what are we thinking here? Well, we, we were saying earlier this... Oh, sorry, go ahead, John. There, there are quite a few RPGs. I am interested to see kind of what the deal is for other games. I think that I think that we're going to see a significant improvement compared to the first year, but I think that it's going to be primarily independent developers and Japanese developers. Well, uh, there was a little news story today, a little news nugget that apparently From Software is working on something called Destiny of Spirits, and it's going to be on PlayStation Four and Vita. And if you read that description, it's pretty much described as a spiritual successor to Demon Souls, which. To which I said, wasn't that called Dark Souls? But apparently this is the one that's owned by Sony, because that's why Dark Souls was called Dark Souls, because yeah, Sony the, owns Demon Souls. In the trademark, they make mention of the word Nexus, which for any Demon Souls fans, that should perk your ears up a little bit. And we know that the original director of Demon Souls and Dark Souls is working on something at From Software. I'm a little... I, I, I'm very... I don't know how to feel about this news. I'm excited you know, we don't even know what it is yet. Hopefully we see something at E3. <coughs> Maybe we might have to wait until Tokyo Game Show. But there is part of me that doesn't want that type of game to become the the yearly uh, Call of Duty or whatever. I just I, well, I really don't want to see that. So I'm a little it, nervous. I'm a little nervous. Think of it this way, though. It sounds to me like if they're aiming to put it on Vita, the, the setup of, of Demon Souls would work better on Vita because the levels aren't... You know, it's not one massive connected area. It would be better suited, or so they think, to like a portable platform. Yeah, we're we're doing a lot of we we barely know anything yeah. yet, so let's not speculate too much. I know I'm I'm guilty of that too, Stephen. So I I don't know. Let's sorry. Let's... As it turns out, on this show, we like Dark Souls related stuff. <laughs> the the last okay. thing that I'm excited before before we move on to Stephen or Rob is I would really like to see what EA is doing with the Star Wars property, but I don't think that we're going to see anything this year. Agreed. I don't. Think, I, I don't I, think we'll hear a peep. I would absolutely flip if they did a KOTOR 3. Oh, I'm, well, I, I have a feeling that that's absolutely in the cards. Well, we just got KOTOR on iPad, which I wanted to ask. Has anybody played it? Because I re- recall that I tried to play KOTOR on PC, and that is not... If you didn't like it on PC, experience. you're not going to like it on iPad. Well, it's such a shame, because I can see the brilliance there, but it's just not a, it's not a nice game to play on PC. It just feels very half-assed, which is a I, shame. Play the second one. The second one's got a better control scheme. Okay. Well. Yeah, the second one I think is better overall. I, I think we're going to see a KOTOR 3 announced next year. Uh, speaking of EA, I don't think anyone's going to bring it up, but uh, how much of Dragon Age 3 do we see this year? Uh, appar- apparently it's only at the press conference. Huh. Well, that means it's far away then. Oh, no, that might mean that it's like March of next year, which is about... Yeah. Uh, that's that's about where it would land based on their average development cycle for an RPG. Are we going to see Skyrim Dragon Age, or are we going to see Dragon Age Dragon Age? I, I think, I, 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 based on what I've seen, it seems like they're going to have a more open 
aspect to it, but not Skyrim-sized. Cool, cool. All right, so, Steven, you ready? What, what do you got? What are you excited okay. about? So, on the little feature we did, I wrote about Dark Souls 2 and Shin Megami because everybody's looking forward to those, and that's boring because everybody wants that. Uh, having watched the trailer and being a giant fan of Tales of the Abyss already, Tales of Excelia looks awesome, and I am oh. very excited to try that out. I mean, I know... It's been out in Japan for two years. I've seen tons of gameplay from it, so I already know it's the kind of game I'm going to like. the sequel's already out in Japan. Yeah, the the sequel's out, which has a cool Final Boss song. And both of them are very well regarded. Like, Excelia 1 has like a 39 from Famitsu, and it's the best-selling Tales game ever. Can we not not say Excelia? Let's have have this argument right now. (laughs) I'm going to call it Excelia because that sounds cool. The, The... it bugs me so much that X I L L I A in English should be pronounced Zillia. Yep. But the phonetic Japanese on the box is Ekushiria or yeah. Xilia, and that bugs me so much. It bugs me too. It drives me crazy. It's okay, guys. It's okay. It's not okay. No, it's okay. I think we're. So what do we call it? I, I'm calling it Zillia. I'm sorry. Derek drowned you out. What are you calling it, John? Zillia. I'm calling it the same thing Derek is. Zillia. Okay, Zillia. And okay. I'm going to call it Excelia because the idea of driving people insane is sort of entertaining to me. Oh, well, Can I call it Killia? Sure. It's Killia. Better, it's better Killia. than Excelia, where there's clearly no E in front of it. Nice. Okay. Uh, so we like uh, old old games that were released in 2011, apparently. Okay. All right. Oh, but that's how, you know, sometimes localization works, is the game's been out for a while. Yeah, and I mean, this is... This is a this isn't like a half-assed sort of budget project. This is like something that still looks good now. Yeah, it, there's that, it, and then there's it looks really pretty. I'm sure you guys saw. We just posted a trailer. The latest trailer just came up like today, yesterday. So yeah, uh, it was just <clears throat> wishes awesome. of hope trailer. It looks really really good. The music and everything's good too. The, like they I, definitely over dramatized it in the trailer though, because Tales games are never oh. that dark. But the trailer was still awesome. Should I get it? Yes, if you're going to get any Tales game, get this one. Yeah, don't get get this over Graces for sure. Like, I think Graces is a great game, but we've said before, you're going to get, like, two hours in, and you're going to be like, what is this friendship as magic crap? (laughs) No, I I, I like the the combat system in Graces a whole lot. Yeah, Uh, it's awesome. I'm not not debating that at all. You may not enjoy the story, Rob, because it's it's an anime plotline, but the characterization is generally very good, the skits are funny, and the combat is usually awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie made me watch My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic, oh. and I, I, am, I am, all right, moving on. I am not a brony. Yes, move, move it on. Not we, a we don't need to talk about it. Love you, I, Mike. No, I, I'm hoping that with with Zillia and with uh, Symphonia Remaster, uh, we will see. Hopefully, Hearts R come to North America. Yeah, I've been playing. Actually, I, I picked up an import copy of Tales of Hearts. Which uh, version did you get? Uh, CG, because it was way cheaper than the anime version. Yeah. And uh, I I would... And isn't the only difference the cutscenes? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it was like a $60 difference. Yeah, so, like, the, the, the anime one looks a lot nicer, but it's cutscenes, so really, yeah, it's not it, worth the extra and, money. And you, the game is cool. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. Obviously, I, I have a very tenuous grasp of the Japanese language, but the battle system is quite good. Yeah. Which it kind of is a, a theme for tales. Yeah, yeah. The, the 
Gameplay-wise, Rob, I think you would absolutely enjoy many of the Tales games. You may not get into the story, but a lot of people play them strictly for the skits and the, the fights. I think that Rob needs to get a 3DS at this point, because I think Abyss is probably the story that he would most like. Yeah. And yeah if he can tolerate Luke, then yeah. I'm so conflicted on whether to get a Vita or a 3DS, because if I get a Vita, I get Tactics Ogre. Okay, put them both on your wedding registry. I try I don't, I don't think he's allowed to <laughs> what, I, that's bs i agree no, i agree she was all like no 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 no. you gotta put like cookware and stuff on there and uh no kitchen like, kitchen a kitchen don't, like I, I appreciate a good call set of pots and pans as much as the next guy but come on call it a wedding relationship aid oh god please feel free to contribute to like, the robert w steinman like, vita fund let's uh not put this into stupid gender roles like whatever no, I, no, no. I, I do all the cooking at my apartment yeah, good for you. What a man. I do all, I do all the cooking in my apartment. You, don't you, me, you, you live alone, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I, I told her when she first, we first started dating, she was cooking for me and I felt really guilty about it. And I was like, you know, I can cook for you. She looked at me like, well, what would you cook? And I looked at her like, well, when I was in grad school, I used to cook chicken and eat it over to the sink. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was like, oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> okay, Stephen. What's wrong with that? <laughs> That's what you do in grad school, man. It saves a plate, dude. All right, Steven, what's the uh, non-RPG that you're most excited for? So Capcom has a mystery game. And I want it to be Mega Man, and if it is, it's, I'm excited for that. But otherwise, I'm really excited for Lords of Shadow 2 because they're sort of incorporating... First of all, it's part of the game takes place in the modern era. Yep. And the end play- of the Lords of Shadow 1, which was like... Bruh! Yeah, well, the, it, it goes right off of that, and... It's now the levels are seamless. Now it's an entirely, it's not. It's set up like a like a Symphony of the Night style game where the whole explorable area of the game is seamless, and that seems like a really great step to take because if they can keep the the combat was good, if they can get some good level design in there, you could have a really compelling fusion of what was good about Lords of Shadow with some of the aspects that we really like about like the Castle Royd stuff. Yeah, they, they've said that they're going to make it a big open castle you can go around and investigate. I think that was the correct decision. I can't remember. I feel like when they first announced the game, they said they weren't going to do that. And I'm glad that they went back on it. Well, uh, it. It sounds like Ecclesia, where you have these sections of the modern world that you can explore, and then there's Dracula's castle, which I'm yeah. guessing you'll go out into the world, you'll fight bosses, and you'll get abilities, and then you'll go to the castle and be able to get two places. I. I really like what you said about the level design because I agree with you. I thought Lords of Shadow had a really cool combat system. It's very strategic. I love, and it was beautiful too. I love the light and dark mechanic. It really like when you were in a boss fight, you never got to a point where you're like, "Oh man, I'm screwed. I have no health, and there's no way for me to get it." Because you would use the light power to regain health, and that it incentivized you to play strategically. In a lot of ways, though, that combat system felt far more strategic than typical action games. But the problem with that game is that the freaking level design was really bad and i'd say 60 percent of that game the level design was terrible i would it, say i wouldn't say 60 percent of it but uh there were a lot of levels that just were kind of like go to this room a bunch of bad guys beat them up all right go to the next room a bunch of bad guys beat them up but then there were some cool levels too so i think i have to imagine they have there were flashes of brilliance when you first got to the Vampire's Castle in that game, that I was like, holy crap, here we and, go. This and, is 3D Castlevania. And plot-wise, they, they really nailed it. Like, I know people uh, are upset uh, that it's so different, but uh, I thought the plot uh, was cool. Uh, Yeah, no. 
It was. It was. <laughs> no, the plot, the was plot is terrible. <laughs> the no, plot. the plot was cool. When Satan just shows up and he's just nude and he's like, "Yeah, you killed your wife." Ha 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 ha. It's like, uh, all right, what? And Patrick Stewart just sounds like he's so disinterested the entire time. <laughs> I, I'm excited for it. I, the one thing I'm a little nervous about, I watched that Konami demo, which um, or the Konami press footage pre-E3 press footage. And first off, we got Kiefer Sutherland as Snake. Why is it that I'm not excited for a Metal Gear game at all? You know, you know what? I, I, was, I, I was bummed out at first about that, and then I really thought about it. And you know what? Kiefer Sutherland is a good voice actor, and we have to accept Kojima's right about one thing, and that is the fact that Big Boss is not Snake, and they need to change his voice eventually, because when they inevitably do remake Metal Gear 1 and 2, <laughs> you can't have David Hayter talking to David Hayter. It no, would that's be true. Ridiculous. I, I I don't have a problem with the changing of the voices. I'm just more like, look, I I know you disagree with me, Stephen, but I haven't played a good Metal Gear game since 2004, so I'm a little like, it's been a while, so I'm I'm starting to get a little antsy, and I don't really have I, a lot of faith. I have never played a Metal Gear game I haven't liked. Okay, so. uh, but but then uh, to to go on with what I was saying, uh, the Lords of Shadow Two video, the one thing that had me real nervous is for a second there, you got to look at their platforming. That was easily the worst part of Lords of Shadow. Their platforming was awful, and it doesn't look better. I mean, it, it looked I mean, pretty bad. You know what bugged me about the 3DS Lords of Shadow is that you could die from fall damage. Oh, I also thought it wasn't very fun. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, my heart goes out to those guys, and I'm glad they're trying to do something different. Let's, you know, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm probably going to pick it up, but I just. Man, Lords of Shadow really bit me. Like, there were really good moments, but I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to make of that game. I'm just glad to see that they're pushing forward. Maybe someday we'll get another Ega directed 2D yeah. Castlevania. I, I think I the fact is that if you want a Castlevania now, Lords of Shadow was necessary because you look at all the other series that refuse to change, and yeah. most of them are dying off. At least we have a Castlevania that's pretty good. I still have Portrait hey, of Ruin. I, there I hope that we get a modern Mega Man and it's like Dark Souls. Um, what? Uh, that yeah. just sounded like the best thing ever. <laughs> that would be the best idea I've I ever I can't tell heard. if he's being funny or not. <laughs> I don't care if he's being funny. I'm on board, man. No, seriously, that's... In my non-RPG, I really hope Capcom's mystery announcement is a modern Mega Man with some really great ideas behind Isn't it. Isn't there a retro studios developed for Mega Man? Yeah, and it looked awesome! What no, the hell didn't. was that? <laughs> it did. It looked awesome. It was Mega Man X. It was totally in the style of Mega Man X. And the gameplay looked sweet. And well, pe some people are against it, but they were also against Metroid Prime, and that was the best Metroid ever made, so... D oh, no. Oh, no. No. We're it not was. arguing Metroid. We have there is no we have more E3 games to talk about, and then we have a ton of news. Sorry. Yeah, we no definitely problem. have to get to a lot of Metroid Prime's better news. Wow, I hate you. <laughs> Super Metroid, my friend. Okay, uh, so I gotta do my picks, I guess. Yeah, what are you gonna see at the show, Rob? <laughs> oh, that's painful. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah I, I would say, ha ha, I'm getting married, but I don't know if that's better or worse in some ways. It's it's better. It just doesn't seem like it right now. I th Steven, did you just write Zero Mission was better than Super Metroid? It was Steven. Hey, look, I'm gonna no, no derailing. No derailing. Forward. Eyes forward. Don't make me pull this podcast over <laughs> to the side. I feel like John's trying to tell us something. Okay. Uh, so I thought really uh, it, it was hard for me to make a decision about the RPG I'm most excited for. I mean, obviously, 
Dark Souls 2 is the game I am most excited for at the C3, but there's also a little bit of, like, there's no real majesty around it because I know what I'm going to get. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know what I'm going to get. I don't expect them to derail from the formula that much. I know what I'm expecting, so, yeah, whatever. I'm excited. I'm going to pick it up, not even worried about it. But there's something about E3 where I, I really like when they say the whole, like, and we're going to show you this thing. And you're like, what the hell is it? What the hell? And for the first few minutes, you're like, what, what, am, I, what am I looking at? What am I looking at here? This looks crazy. The game I am most excited to see, and I don't think we're going to see it at E3, but I really hope, the RPG. The RPG I'm most excited to see is the new game from the Xenoblade guys. I, I, I doubt that will be there. And that breaks my heart. I think you're right. I think we're going to see it at TGS. But I really want to see what those guys are cooking up. I think even TGS is too soon because TGS is only three months from now. Well, a I, 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 man can dream, can he? No. Oh. Okay. Never mind. That's that's the game I'm. Uh, that's the RPG I'm most excited for because even though I'm a little nervous because that first reveal footage made it look like they're maybe doing a Monster Hunter thing with it, I I still want to try it. I, I'm excited. That might make me get a Wii U. So we'll see. Uh, Sonic Lost World, baby. Yeah, Sonic Lost World. Actually, have you seen that stuff? I, I, we don't need to derail, I guess. But Sonic Lost World actually looks really cool. Super actually, Sonic yeah, Galaxy. I take, my, I take my back. That's exactly what I'm looking forward to that isn't an RPG. Sonic Lost World. Super Sonic Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. In terms of non-RPGs, I, I went back and forth on this one, too. Uh, I'm obviously super excited to see uh, The Evil Within, which is the new Shinji Mikami-directed horror Hell title. Yeah. Like, please, God, let that be good. I'm just, please? My, my, my dad tells me, he goes, you're going to E3, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, get me a demo of The, of the Evil Within. I'm like, it doesn't work that way, Dad. I'm really pissed that like a lot of people were complaining online, like, well, you know, it's really slow and it's kind of a survival horror title, and I'm like, uh, yep, yeah. Hey, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Bethesda only Bethesda does all or nothing booking every year because they just show everything. So in in my waiting for the te- uh, the Elder Scrolls Online demo, I will be getting to see that, and it will be interesting to see how good it is. I I'm excited for it at the very least. Yeah. I, I'm kind of worried because it's like it's cross-platform it's cross-gen or split-gen whatever you want to call it so there's going to be a ps3 version xbox 360 version xbox one version ps4 version pc version which will be the superior version uh (laughs) i don't know what to make of that uh so yeah that that's one game i'm excited for but i would be remiss if i didn't say that uh the big game i I really want to see more of even though i think it's probably going to come out and disappoint is uh murdered soul suspect which looks like a really interesting take on the adventure uh, genre. It's it's about a character, a detective who's killed in Salem, Massachusetts, and he's kind of piecing together his own death. You you are a spirit. You're investigating crime scenes. It looks very much like uh, Ghost Trick or the uh, investigation portions of Condemned Criminal Origins. It's like, what would happen if we made a serious Ghost Trick? Uh, and I am okay with that. Uh, It'll be interesting to see that one. We're going to check it out at the show, see if it's adventure game enough to fall under our coverage. Yeah, they're kind of cagey about the action sections. Apparently the freaking Dementors come out, uh, and you have to, like, stealth around them or something. <laughs> no, that's what they... They even said, they were like, oh yeah, they're like the Dementors. Oh, okay. But that's just... I, I think what I want... And, and maybe that game's going to turn out to suck. It's very hard to tell, but, like, 
I'm just happy that they're showing something at these pre-E3 press conferences and shows that isn't a shooter. And it, yeah, and I'm true. like, yep. this is something that looks really cool, and I think it's getting a good amount of buzz. Like, the gaming press is kind of like, oh, here's something a, a little different, and that's good. We need more of that in the industry right now. Yeah. So, Murdered Soul Suspect, that's... Uh, a game I am looking forward to, and maybe we'll cover it. we got to see how adventure it is. So, okay. You guys want to talk about lots of news? John, can you explain, before we get into too much news, what the hell is going on with Microsoft right now? My no. brain melted the other day. It's it's pretty much where if they're your ten best friends can share in your game. After you've been friends for 30 days. No, 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 that's a different thing. Oh, God. <laughs> you can you give your game to one person once. That game can only be gifted once. And that can be given or sold or, or whatever to one person who has been your friend for at least 30 days. So it kind of prevents eBay sales. Um, there's apparently... What's funny is everyone says, oh, this is going to totally ruin GameStop. GameStop is going to be just fine because uh, Microsoft has said... This is their their trade-in program is going to be with supported retailers, which means that it's going to screw over indie shops, not GameStop, because GameStop is going to buy into whatever it is that that Microsoft is doing and will have their program for, oh, yes, you can trade this game in here. We're going to scan the disk into our system. OK, Microsoft has taken away your ability to play this game. You know how Sony wins this console war? Even though I don't think it's going to happen, I think they're going to do the exact same thing as e- if Sony comes out and says, we ain't doing that. I, sh- I mean, easy. That's what <laughs> they said in February, so. I, yeah, I, like what they said in February, they said we're putting it up to the publisher. So it sounds like in terms of purchasing games secondhand, it's going to be the same. The question is whether or not they are going to put the types of the, the digital lock on things where this registers to your account. And it it's a little a little more steam like in how it operates. And I what, I say that very loosely. What's interesting is they already have that a little bit with PS3 games with the uh, any of the cross buy games for Vita. It actually looks at the serial of the disc when it does cross buy. So and I think there you're getting um, to the consumer when you're getting a cross buy title. That's OK, then, because you are getting. You're getting a game on the Vita, and you're getting a game on the PS3, and I think that that's consumer-friendly. Well, yeah. No, I'm just saying that that, yeah. that technology yeah. already exists. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think that Sony is going to keep from saying anything that could potentially hurt them. I, I'm really interested to see their press conference and, and kind of where, where they might go. I just don't know what Microsoft is. I, I mean, I get what they're doing. I, I understand it from a business perspective. In a way, I don't care that much because I'm, I don't buy used games unless I have to, unless it's a game that I, I can't get a hold of easily because, you know, it's not Atlas and they're not lovely people that release old games every once in a while on Amazon. So it doesn't affect me that much. And I play a lot of PC games where I can't, you know, trade any of the games that I buy on Steam. So. I, I just feel like with the market and when I see kids in college and in high school exchanging games and bringing over Call of Duty to play at somebody's house, and apparently you can do that to an extent. Uh, yeah, like I said, if they're part of your family. Yeah, there's... The, the, I'm, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see that. 
but yeah. that 10-person that family. I don't know. I, I, I feel like Microsoft is... I, I get the whole Brave New World thing, and I get you know the Microsoft executives and that one guy who was on Twitter mouthing off just like, oh, well, you know, this is this is the wave of the future. I get that, but yikes. Like, you know, it, I wouldn't want to be the first one to do it. Hey, internet can be sketchy. Like, we have fiber, like, fiber to the premises in our apartment building, and that's what we use, and it still goes out. Like, it's fiber from a major company. My internet went out I, last night while playing Diablo 3, and I got killed because of it. Oh. I think the, I think the, the what it really comes down to, and I've been arguing with people about this for days, and I have a different opinion. I like Steam. The fact is, I think you get something on Steam for sacrificing the physicality of your game. You're paying almost always... <clears throat> excuse me. You're almost always paying less... Oh, you're almost always paying less for your games on Steam. You're getting the service of Steam, which is a good and a free service, and... You know, I just think the expectations are different. And, and with a console, it's like I just bought this $60 game and now my disc, you know, the disc being useless, that's fine. I have games that discs that are useless now because I've bridged them. Like I have StarCraft 2 and Fallout New Vegas. Those both are boxes that I'll never use again because they're installed, you know, it's my Battle.net or my Steam account. And that's a convenience. Like having all my games on Steam means they're accessible to me everywhere. That's a convenience to me because the rest of my games are sitting in a box in my parents' attic 900 miles away. And, and I think that I, what I think the issue is is that when you come to PC gaming, you, you've expected for years that you'd have to install, that you have that you have hurdles to overcome. And kind of Steam got rid of most of those hurdles but gave you, okay, it's linked to your account. I think when most people look at console gaming, they expect it to be quick and convenient. You put the disc in and you play. Yep. And that's not going to be there anymore. And that's I, the, I, that's the biggest thing I hear people complain about whenever I'm like, "Oh, I love PC gaming." One of the first things people bring up is, "Yeah, well, you got to install the game. You got to like sit there and wait for it." Well, yeah, like you look at um, even people on RPG fan. We have editors like Liz or like Mike, and even me sometimes. Like, oh, turn on my PS4, go to patch, and it's like on my PC, I'm like, yes, a patch. But then it's like on console, people have a totally different expectation. Well, it's like, I, oh, another patch. I, I think that if Sony makes the automatic update stuff that they have for PS Plus on PS3 native on PS4, that that would be amazing. Yep. My, the Vita already does that, doesn't it? Or because no. my my Vita seems to update itself without me asking it to. I maybe there's that option. I know it doesn't do it for games. Okay. Um, but like the the PS3, if you're PS Plus, it will. It'll turn itself on whenever you want it to. So mine turns itself on at 4 a.m. every day. It looks for updates. If there aren't any, it turns itself off. I've got a question because yeah, I, I, I don't want to I don't want to dwell on this too much. Who has the best press conference this year? I, no one cares. No, I care. I love this stuff. Well, not not Nintendo because they're not. You know, actually, <laughs> I, was, I think yes. they may. I think they Nintendo may actually anyway. have the best presentation because the way I think the way they're doing it is genius. People keep saying, "Oh, they're losing public exposure," but. They're, they're, they're going to do a Nintendo Direct that everybody can watch on YouTube. And if you're interested in video games and the type of person that is playing a Nintendo game, you're going to be on YouTube at some point and see, oh, hey, Nintendo's showing off their games. And then they're going to have the demos in Best Buys, and they're going to be playable there. I think Nintendo's going to spend less money than the other two and get a better reception because they're just going to show a ton of games. People are going to get to see those games, play those games at their leisure, and it's going to cost nobody anything. 
I agree. I think they're going to quote unquote win if anybody's going to win. Cool. All right. So let's move on to the news. News. Uh, Meruru Plus is coming to Vita on September 3rd. Oh, they're announcing it this time. Hey. Yeah, they announced it. I got a press release about it. <laughs> Maybe I wonder if they like they they went to send out their press release and they were like first person. Oh man, we got to get one of that John guy. <laughs> it was a very popular tour. <laughs> like that guy hammered us last time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that should be cool. The that has an extra ending that kind of ties the whole trilogy together a little bit better. So that's so, neat. More that's... gay, more stuff. Uh, Tales of Zillia, not Exilia. Exilia. Tales of Zillia uh, is going to have a limited edition. Now, keep note that this is this is exclusive from the collector's edition. Um, it's for people who pre-order. Essentially, it's all the stuff from the collector's edition except for the statue, and that's going to be a free upgrade for pre-orders. Cool. I don't need a statue. I got too much the, crap everywhere. Aren't, aren't the so, uh, the, so the booklet and the you... CD are different, aren't they? No, they confirmed the other day. It's the same stuff. So. Oh, is if it really? you want the slightly better package, you get the collector's edition. If you want just the the book and the stuff, you get the regular edition. Gotcha. And I did the see pe- that they the costumes come with both now. <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> costumes are no costumes are a big thing in Tales because they're not like DLC. Well, they used to not be DLC, and they look cool. Uh, yeah, they're they're like throwbacks to old games, so it's like people. Yeah, like you can, and in yeah. Grace, does it change the battle music? Like when you equip the costumes, you got the battle music from Tales of Destiny too. So. It's kind of it's a cool throwback. Okay. Uh, people that buy Tales games want that, so okay. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Dragon's Crown is going to have DLC, and it's going to be free for the first month. Um, you're going to be able to change the normal announcer to be the narration of any of the six characters in the game. So if you want the Amazon, the Dwarf, the Elf, or whatever, you can change that. Uh, it'll be free for the first month after the game is out. So even if you don't own it, but you plan to buy it, just go download it. I would like to review that, John. Just throwing that out there. Uh, and also, I find it interesting that that's getting a, a lot of talk right now. And also, the re-release of two uh, Dungeons and Dragons side-scrolling beat 'em ups by uh, Capcom. Are Actually, get... I I am just about to review those. Oh, really? Cool. I, I've ne- I've never played them, and I I didn't know that they were. Like I just saw O D and D. Yeah, it sounds cool. And then I didn't realize they're actually the the classic like arcade beat 'em ups. So. Looking forward to yep. trying those. Yeah, between that and uh, Diablo 3 on consoles, I'm probably going to need marriage counseling with Jackie. So this Here, is this we're, is we're awesome. not at that news story yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but if you, uh, oh god, we're going to break. So <laughs> this one kind of came out of left field. Uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic is now on iPad. Yeah, didn't they? They released it like the day after they announced it. Yeah, it was like, hey, this is a game, and I'm like, oh, that that is a game. And they were like, you can own this game right and- now. It made me feel really old when <laughs> I did because I went to grab the review that I wrote for the old Xbox version, oh, and I wrote it a decade ago. <laughs> wow, is, is Kotor really ten years old? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was still wow. in high school, dude. So was I? Actually, uh, I think I might have been in middle school. How is the iPad version? Uh, I haven't played it. Uh, Jaeger likes it. I've I've heard it controls well in combat. It's just the the movement is like you 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 click your character and kind of drag them where you want them to go. I've heard it's not optimal, but it's also not, you know, it's it's playable. Cool. Uh, more mobile stuff. Final oh. Fantasy. Uh, I'm sorry, I was getting excited. I thought you were going to announce a new Deus Ex. That, no, that's that's later, actually. <laughs> uh, which is also a mobile game, but uh, oh. Final Fantasy 4 is now available on Android. 
and your toaster and <laughs> and your electric shaver. What, what is it Final Fantasy IV available on? Is it weird point? that Final Fantasy IV is the one they pick? I would expect six to be on everything under the sun. Six is so much better. I agree. <laughs> I really agree. I, I, I've, I, I confess, I've never been a big fan of four. Like, I've beaten it. I enjoy it. It's got cool music. I, I think four is one of those games that you have to be nostalgic for. Um, I, I've yeah, tried, I can see that. I've tried playing. I never played it on the Super Nintendo because I had a Genesis until the very end of that generation. Yeah. And I tried to play it as someone going back to play it, and I just can't get into it. Um, Skyrim Legendary Edition is now available. So if you want the game with all the DLC, you can buy that in just one package now. Yay, I can finally get Heartfire. I've Appar- still not. I've still no, have, no, no, not no. even played it. It's not Heartfire. That's the name of a character in Arrested Development. No. Apparently, this ha- they added like a thing where you can level up indefinitely. Oh, yeah. They, they patched it. Uh, so does that mean I can get my jump skill to like 5 million so I can jump and be Kane again? Well, I th- it, indefinitely, I think that it means that you can continue to level up after 100 or whatever. Not that your skills go indefinite. I think the skills still go to 100. Yeah, I thought but, it was like prestige class, like in uh, Call of Duty. Like you, you kind of started over again, and it just continued to climb. I'm not. I, I, I read the thing like three different times on the Bethesda blog, and I still didn't understand it. Well, we <laughs> shall find out when that uh, that happens. They already patched it on. Oh, PC. did they patch it? Yeah, well, yeah, I, you can do it I, now. I have to look on. Well, I don't own it on PC, so that I, I just I just don't want to play it again. But yeah, uh, Microsoft announced an Xbox 360 game. Uh, they're remaking Fable. Uh, and really? they're calling it Fable Anniversary. So uh, I don't know why. That's a very blunt answer. That's probably the most damning thing John has ever said. Uh, yeah, they're remaking Fable. I don't know why. <laughs> the original Fable sucks. It really <laughs> does. It sucked when it came out. It sucked when Lost Chapters came out. It still sucks now. I admit I've never liked Fable. I know people that do like it, but it's definitely not it's, my thing. It's like going back and playing any other game from 2003 or two, 2004, whenever it came out. You look at it and you go, why am I playing this now? I don't it's know. Like, it's, it's like that original Xbox RPG Sudeki that looked awesome and ended up being just abysmal. I can still play Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. I still find that game to be very good. Uh, there are always exceptions. Yeah. Fable is not one of those games. Well, <laughs> now... Now they they said it's not coming out for PC. Uh, that, or they, that it's yeah, not- you know why it's not coming out for PC because all they're doing is putting in HD textures and supporting higher resolutions. If you want that, just go buy Lost Chapters and freaking put the resolution up to 1080p. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> you are done. Why don't I? Why, why didn't they? Uh, they released Fable <laughs> Three on PC. Why didn't they release Fable Two? Because isn't that supposed to be the good one? I I don't know. I thought. I- Fable 2, people like that game. I, I truly don't know. I didn't. I do not have an answer for you, and I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> John, I, uh, you had a bad meeting this morning, didn't you? No, I no, just no, really no. don't like Fable. <laughs> I, I'm with you. Let's move on. Let's let's talk about a cool game. I, okay, my next news story is about a cool game. There's going to be a Deus Ex for iPad called Deus Ex The Fall. Okay. Hold you know on. What? <laughs> I said earlier, I don't like mobile games. I don't like touch controls. This actually looks good, and if they release it on something that isn't a touchscreen device, I will absolutely play it because it looks like a cool game. And oh, I, yeah. I, I can see people with touch devices really liking it. 
Rob, it's seven dollars. Like... No, no, no. But but wait, 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 wait. wait. This is my, this is my point because I I agree a hundred percent with Steven. I, what they showed, it it looks pretty cool. I don't like touch devices either. I have an iPad. I don't want to play it on iPad. Release it on PS on on PC as an expansion. Go for it. Great. Here's my point. Square Enix. Okay, c- come here, come here. Please sit sit down, sit down, sit down. You don't release on Twitter. A message getting people amped up for a new no, Deus Rob, Ex. Rob, no, Rob, no, 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 no. Rob, <laughs> we've we've had this conversation with Square before, and they put up countdown sites to announce social browser games. Like, <laughs> wait, I, remember, I remember when they announced Star Galaxy. I was talking to John on Steam, and I was like, "What is it? What is it? Is it Star Ocean? Is it something?" John and I just remember he writes, "Oh, it's a social game." <laughs> I can I, feel the r- deflation of the excitement in the room. Like, Rob, we don't need to have this conversation again because we've had this conversation before. It's like having that intervention with your drunk uncle. It's not going to matter. Okay? So we're not I'm not going to let you finish. Okay. We're just going to move on. OK, thank you, John. I got to mute myself. I'm sorry. Oh my God. All right. Sony Online Entertainment uh, is bringing two of their MMOs to PlayStation 4, uh, PlanetSide 2 and DC Universe Online. That's cool. Uh, PlanetSide 2 is actually a pretty popular MMO FPS. It's not really RPG-like, but if it's going to be free-to-play, so it'll be kind of a good competitor for Dust 514, which is out now for uh, PS3. Can you imagine, like, 10 years ago, I don't know, like, I remember I'd have my console, like, man, I want to play a game. If there was the idea of, like, a full free game that I could just get and play without having to go anywhere. Is it going to be free? My head would have exploded. Yeah, it's free to play. play uh, PlanetSide 2 is going to... Well, I know it's already free to play, but is PlanetSide 2 on PlayStation 4 going to be free? Yes. Like, yeah. Wow. Oh, that and is it's, awesome. It's actually not bad either. Like, it's, it's you know, it's MMOE, but it's, yeah. uh, it's a pretty I, good shooter. SOE's entire platform now is free to play. SOE does not have a single force subscription game anymore. Cool. Cool. So that and DC Universe Online, we don't know if there's going to be any intercompatibility yet. We'll certainly ask those questions at E3. Yes. But uh, hopefully you'll be able to play with PC and PS3 folk. Uh, Diablo 3 has been confirmed for Xbox 360, and both that and the PS3 versions are coming out on September 3rd. Yay. So you'll have to choose between that and uh, Atelier uh, Ayesha. Okay. Why uh, would you I've been playing a lot of Diablo 3. They, they've made improvements. They got a new director. Wait, uh, Ayesha? What? I, I, or not. Is, isn't it Ayesha Plus that's coming out? Or is that Meruru Plus? Merugamesh. As I was saying. As I was saying. They got a new director uh, for Diablo 3. He posted uh, on the boards and kind of introduced himself. He talked about some of the things that they're looking forward to uh, implementing in the game. So, hey, let, I, let's see. I, I told uh, Steven the other night, I was like, hey, I think I'm going to beat Inferno. And then I got to Act 3, and it was like, and the brakes you know just what, You know on. what I'm looking forward to? Dude, honestly, I, I don't know what the problem you're having. Or Dark Souls. I, I couldn't make out anything. Derek, you talk first, then Steven. No, that's, that's okay. I shouldn't have talked over Steven. And I was gonna, I was just gonna be snarky. I was gonna be like, "Dude, what problems are you having? Inferno's not hard anymore." Oh my, oh dude. All right, I no, 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 no. Sorry, no. Okay, and what I said was, I wish we could have a podcast where we didn't talk about Diablo three or Dark Souls. Yes. Uh, Neverwinter is officially launching on June twentieth after E three. So, um, 
played some of the open beta. It was an MMO. Is there anything special about it? It's, it's fun. Yeah, I, it's it's nothing spectacular, but it's it's certainly competent. And it has the uh, the quest generator. People can make their own quests. That's cool. And their whole, own little campaigns within it, which is a cool concept, I think. They were talking and hyping up their combat engine in the game. Is that anything to write home about, or is it just standard MMO combat? It's it's Terra esque. Okay, so a little bit more actiony. Yeah, I, I played it and wrote a preview of it. It was, you know, I I enjoyed it more than most MMOs. Okay. All right, I got two news stories left. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Four is going to have DLC at launch. Cool. Um, there are going to be three additional hairstyles. Those will be free. <laughs> Yes, cornrows. Fantastic. I, I don't know. Oh, no, that's John. insane. Through the four, there's going to be the platinum surcoat set, which uh, will give you a small stat boost early on, uh, and it's going to be a dollar unless you buy it in the first month when it will be free. And there's also going to be a two dollar map pack, which will give you additional experience and gives uh, enemies and a collectible demon uh, that's exclusive to the pack. Please but the demon, the demon is just a palette swap of another demon, so. Before we start declaring Atlas to be the destroyers of the universe for adding DLC, none of this stuff is significant enough to impact the game. It's just for those cos- cos- cosmetic perks and speed up stuff. Yeah, the coat looks kind of cool. I mean, it's free if you buy it at launch. So for those right. that, for those that want Mr. Steinman to play Shin Megami Tensei Four, please make your checks payable to Robert W. Stein- I'm sorry. No, no one. No, we're not letting Rob talk. Can I put my wedding registry on the site? No, we're we're not letting. Rob... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Rob, did you just get done saying you're getting like a million dollar raise? No, buy a 3ds. <laughs> All right. Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13 has been confirmed for February 11th, 2015. That game's marketing campaign writes itself because all you have to do is write Lightning Returns, and it's not only the title, but it's also exactly what the game is. Yeah. It's too bad that, that I think John just hung up on me. <laughs> it's too bad that that was delayed. Yeah, right. Um, I actually I want to play it. I, I mean, I'm interested to see what they do with it. I think the plot will be stupid, but the game might actually be fun, and the music will be good. Uh, yep. I, I have absolutely no. Ex- single. Go ahead. They released uh, the song that plays in the E3 trailer. They released it as a single. Yeah, um, I, I, I saw that last night. On iTunes, we'll I paid re- 69 U.S. cents for that. I paid 10 American dollars for this. Uh, yep. So, John was doing the news and he's gone. Yeah, uh, I can't tell if you're <laughs> me for doing the fart noises or if we just lost him on Skype. So. Yeah. Okay, so let's do uh, some predictions. All right, so, uh, Stephen, I'm going to start with you. I would like some predictions for E3. Predictions? Um... So Square Enix is announcing something Final Fantasy related. And I have a sort of nebulous idea. If they're going to delay the, the, the Versus 13 perfume, first of all, they wouldn't call it Versus 13. No, 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 no. Bear with me. Bear with me. I don't think they would call it the Versus 13 perfume if they were planning on rebranding the game. So maybe it's been delayed because they're going to rebrand it to whatever they're going to be calling the game now. I, I don't really feel like it's in their interest to call it Versus 13 because, first of all, that doesn't make any sense. And there are already three 13 games. I don't see them calling it Final Fantasy for, uh, 15. I don't see that. So I could see it being retitled like Final Fantasy Type 1 or something. And I think that's going to be the big Final Fantasy that they show off. 
Yeah. Do Do you think it'll be a PS4 game? I think point? it'll be. I think it'll be PS3 and PS4. Uh, I don't. You know what? I'm really not okay with this like cross generation stuff. They've like, been doing it forever, though. I, I don't like uh, it. I, I no. I just they did it with they did it with Twilight Princess. Nobody complained about that. No, that uh, uh, they no, did no. Oh, because right, the controls on. were worse on the Wii. But that's yeah, that's yeah. different. Hold yeah, on. but the fact is that allows you to play the game no matter what console you have. That get, that get, that allows more people to play it, and I'm never against that. Yeah, but but I feel like that that if they're going to make it cross generation, they have to basically like m- make the specs for the lower end system, and then they just fluff it up a little bit for the higher gen, and it's not the same as if they created it from the ground up for the high for the next gen console. Well, let's be honest. This game has been in development for a thousand years. It's already it's yeah. it was never made with the PS4 in mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess in this case, go ahead. I, I don't know. I think. I've said before I thought that Final Fantasy Versus 13 was going to become 15, but part of me kind of thinks that at this point you just release Final Fantasy Versus 13 on the PlayStation 3 and Final Fantasy 15 is on the PlayStation 4. I mean, the Agnes philosophy video looked so different. Oh, yeah, 13. that's right. I forgot about that. No, my prediction is that they announce an actual new Final Fantasy with that engine and it's medieval looking. That'd be cool. I, 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 I think know. they really I, I really think they need to take a step back from the high tech stuff like yeah that's not doing them any favors yeah well I mean like th- there's nothing inherently wrong with that it's just like that's been what they've been doing for a while like the entire 13 cycle has been like you know super high tech futuristic and I know that 12 has gotten like p- the 12 12's reception has like gone up and down ever since it's released I think it's kind of at the pinnacle right now everybody's like you know what 12 was awesome so I think that if they looked at that, they'd be like, well, maybe a medieval setting would be a so little how, bit better. How about a new full-blown Ivalice game oh in, the Luminous, in the Luminous engine? Be still my beating heart. With fixed combat and just madness. That'd be and awesome. you can explore everywhere that you've ever been in Ivalice. And Hitoshi Sakimoto shows up oh with like Nobu Uematsu and Masashi Hamauzu and Naoshi Mizuda. And they all do a... It's like the greatest return to form Final Fantasy we'll ever see. Yeah, you know that ain't going to happen, right? It would be pretty cool, though. Well, I, I really am looking forward to that. And that's, I know I've, I didn't put that as my most anticipated thing, but I, just because I have no idea what it's going to be, so I'm not going to get my hopes up and then have them dashed. But I think it's, I'm really excited to see Square Enix's reveal. I, I can't wait to see what they do with that. Mm, I, I, I want, I want to be excited. I, 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 I really honestly feel like it's not going to be like 13. It's not going to be like the 13 saga. It's going to be a completely different direction. And I know that Square Enix has been screwing up a lot, but I think they still have the potential to do good things. Like, obviously, their cinematic prowess is still pretty much unrivaled by anybody but Blizzard. So I'm not saying that's going to make a good game, but like just based on Agni's philosophy, it's going to look great. I just hope that they can make the game fun to play. Yeah, I I pretty much agree. I, I think the middle schooler in all of us Want Square to come back and be awesome again? I do. Uh, I really just, do. You know what? Square Enix has become the new Sonic the Hedgehog series because wow, we all remember how much we loved Sonic, and we all see a new one. We're like, oh my god, this one could be it! And then it comes out, and we're like, Ugh. see, I've already reached the the Sonic level of like, I'm not paying attention anymore. Yeah, uh, but the, the last two Sonic games have been considerably better, and the next one looks even better than those two. Yeah. Like they added the ability to control your speed. I don't know. I, I'm slightly interested to see what they do, uh, but I, I have a feeling we'll still see. I don't know. I'm, I'm still holding out hope for Versus 13, but I, I think they're so different 
so radically different in terms of tone between those two things that they've shown. I don't even know if you can call Agnew's philosophy a game yet, but I I I I I could see it being we're gonna get a new F fifteen or whatever they call it with the the luminous engine. And then versus thirteen as the current gen. This is what's coming out soon, Final Fantasy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Soon on the Square Enix calendar, meaning like like three years. Any other predictions, Steven? Capcom announces a new Mega Man. It looks amazing. We all buy it and forgive them. And then they immediately destroy that goodwill when the game comes out by announcing that the last ten levels are all DLC. And I have a feeling that that's just wishful thinking. Which yeah. part? The DLC or the Mega Man thing? The whole thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, no, they keep saying they got big plans for Mega Man, and they've said this is a big surprise. And what is Capcom going to announce that's a big surprise other than, at this point, a Mega Man game that actually gets released? That would be a big surprise. That's true. That's true. I was kind of hoping for, like, a rebooted horror franchise or something. Just to say we're not going to make any more Resident Evil games. We're going to start over with a new horror franchise that isn't just up its own mm-hmm. butt in terms well, of narrative. Well, didn't they say that kind of? I remember there being some kind of interview where they were like, yeah, so uh, it turns out that our fans don't really like the direction we're going in. <laughs> yeah, they did. Well, yeah, and so Revelation- they were like, we're going to reevaluate. Revelations was a step in the right direction because it has tension, which shockingly is something that makes Resident Evil good. Yeah. And I think, I, I really think that you will see... If we see another Resident Evil, we won't see it this year. But when they do announce the next big Resident Evil, I think it will be considerably closer to what we would expect from that series. Maybe not what we'd expect gameplay-wise, but style and atmosphere-wise, I think they'll get the pacing and all that more in tune with what it should be. Yep. I think I think it, we're coming to a point where developers are realizing that they can't just make their game as close to Call of Duty as possible. And thank God it will sell gangbusters. Like, I think we are coming to the end of that. And it's it's kind of exciting because it seems like there's so much stuff coming out that is different for once. And I'm looking forward to that. Yes. All right. Is my turn? Yep. Go ahead, Dirk. Okay. well, I don't think that any RPGs are going to be announced at the show other than possible new Final Fantasy or at least there's not going to be like any big localization announcements. So to five Fallout 4. That haven't been, I guess. That I haven't been gonna see it. I don't know. Already teased it. in advance or whatever. Like, um, but what I think is that I I can't take credit for this because I saw it. Um, somebody gave me the idea in a thread on NeoGaf. But people were talking about what they think the roster for Smash Brothers Wii U is gonna be. Oh, Isaac. And I totally think that Shulk from Xenoblade is gonna be a character. And I think I would be amazed and happy and overjoyed if he was a character and there was a Xenoblade stage like Gar Plains or something. Oh, my God. And his final smash was the the Monado Buster. Monado Buster. Monado. Monado Buster. 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 Uh, I don't know. I, I've, been, I've been playing that game and well, I don't I don't see the hate. That game is awesome. Which yeah, one? I, Xenoblade. OK, I'm I like, you, I'm I like my brawl. I was like, no, brawl sucks. No, Brawl is amazing, but we're not talking about that. Yeah, we don't, I don't want to talk about that. But um, no, no, seriously, like I, I'm like 35 hours into Xenoblade, and I don't understand any of the negativity because that game fixes everything that's wrong with most JRPGs. It does stretch out a little bit. It, 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 it's lengthy, yeah. I can yeah, see that. It's but, still a great game, and if you if if you love it, then there's just more and more of it. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think a reason why I think because I thought about it, and one of the reasons why I think that uh, Shulk or I guess any Xenoblade character might be in Smash Bros. Wii U is because it would be an incredibly good tie-in 
to Project X if Project X does share any links with Xenogear or Xenoblade. Um, it would be a really good way to get people hyped up, like how in Melee they had characters from Fire Emblem like before the series was even popular here, and they attributed a lot of the popularity of the series to people playing as Roy and Marth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why we got the the one in Game Boy. Yeah. So that's so I think that that would be an incredibly good move for them to to help promote the new project. Well, it's like that joke that when Brawl came out, everyone was like, what's the best Sonic game in the last 10 years? Smash Brothers Brawl? Yeah. yeah. Any, yeah. any other good okay. Any other good predictions, Derek? Mm, not really. Um, Axis is announcing one or two games at the show. I'm really hoping one of those is Time Travelers, the level 5 like graphic adventure kind of game. That's a good soundtrack. You, yeah, it has a really good soundtrack. So I'm since lately they've been doing all the graphic adventures and Otomes and stuff. I hope that that's one of the games they announce. That would be cool. That's it. That's all I got. I hope, I, I hope they announce Zero Escape Three, and they're all like, "Check it out, guys! It'll be out in two months." Yeah, no, that'd be nice. You uh, played the second one yet? Hmm. You got to get on that. I know. I know. My predictions. My predictions. I think the uh, to start out before uh, RPGs. I think the new game from Respawn Entertainment goes over like a lead balloon. I really I, do. It, it, I don't even peaked. know. I don't even know who that it, is. It, it, they're the guys that made the uh, the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They they left. They broke off. They made Respawn Entertainment. Hey, uh, Derek, let me know if you've uh, heard of this kind of game before. Uh, they're making a sci-fi, massively multiplayer shooter on a next-generation console. And, mm-hmm. and get this, get this. It's people versus big robots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I <laughs> And people are actually saying this is going to tip the scales in the Xbox One's favor. And I'm like, it's also coming out on PC, and it's yeah. a multiplayer shooter. The rumor, uh, according to the Game Informer leak and, and rumors, is that it's going to be uh, a year-long exclusivity deal with Xbox One, but it's still on PC. I just, I think it's going to go over like a lead balloon because guess what? We've already seen that game. It's called Destiny. Like that, this is like when you had Armageddon and Deep Impact coming out the same year. Yeah, when Armageddon was, what? wait a minute. They were both really bad. Yeah, exactly. Well, but one of them was at least funny. But what I'm saying is that like these games are so close. And I think the other problem is that Destiny has the Bungie name behind it. Bungie made Halo. They are a known quantity. This is the reason why not a lot of people were that... I mean, some people were down on Halo 4 because they knew Bungie wasn't making it. Yeah, but I've heard people say it was the best Halo game since Halo 2. No, true, but like I don't think a lot of people give a crap about the former Infinity Ward guys leaving and making their own studio. I don't I, think that's as, as out there in the public as they seem to think and if you're going to put that game up against uh, Call of Duty and Destiny I think you're going to get trampled. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to be the silver bullet they think it is. No, and I, I think Microsoft just spent a lot of money on something that nobody's... I, I don't think these MMOs on... on con, these MMO shooters on consoles are a proven thing. I think that this is... Uh, what's it? Annoyed Gamer on Game Trailers. Uh, he was talking about how, yeah, if you like Planetside, guess what? You've already been playing that on PC for years. <laughs> so, like, why are we excited about this stuff? It kind of feels like the consoles are getting it, you know, a decade later. And I don't know. I, I just the games are so similar. I'm like, I, d- I don't think that's a big deal. Uh, I don't think anything coming out right now that is a multiplayer focused shooter of any style is going to tip the scales anywhere. Nope. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, 
like people aren't going to buy an Xbox One for Ghost. They're going to buy it. They're going to play it on their Xbox 360. Right. I'm trying to think what other predictions do I have? We talked a little bit about Final Fantasy. I don't think we're going to see Persona 5, uh, which really it really pisses me off now that I think about it because we got what uh Catherine. Well, well, remember Persona 4 and 3 came out way late in the PS2's lifespan. Like I think the PS3 was already out. Do you think we get a Persona 5 for PlayStation 3? Uh, Persona 5 will either be for 3DS or PS3. I don't think it will be, and and 360. I don't think it'll be on the new consoles. Yeah, that's not, I'm thinking Atlas. PS3 because it's it's been in development for like two years already. I'm okay. Yeah, with that. and Atlas doesn't do the whole all oh, cutting edge new hardware. They get the biggest possible audience by putting it on current consoles. It'll still look great with the artistic style they have, and I I, I it's going to be 3DS or PS3, and I really hope PS3. I'm okay with that. That would actually make me very happy. Uh, can't really think about anything. Uh, any other major predictions? I mean, this is such a, a weird year in terms of we're, we're seeing all the new consoles. It's kind of like, what, what are we going to see? Yeah, we have no, like, we really have no idea what we're going to see. And that's kind of what I'm excited about. Because last year at E3, everyone was going, oh, it was, it was so uneventful. And I'm, everybody seems to be of the impression this year that madness is going to ensue. So I think we're going to see a new thing from Sony Santa Monica. I hope we see something new. Out I of hope them, you see I something don't, that isn't God of War. I know. I don't want to see any more. I, like I love those games. Don't get me wrong. I loved God of War one, two, and three. Two way more than the other two, but still, like I love those games. It's time for something new from them. No, oh, yeah, I, I love lots of stuff, but it doesn't mean I want to see sequels to it. Yep. endlessly. Uh, I think Last Guardian is shown, and it's PlayStation Four, and I, that also uh, sucks. I, I don't think it's going to be there. Uh, I I think it'll be there. But I don't think it'll be PS4. I think it'll still be PS3. Uh, I think that if it's if it's PS3, it's out this year, and that's kind of like a bullet in the chamber that's going to come out. Uh, I, I suspect that they would do it both platforms. That seems to be Sony's trend with their first party stuff. Yeah, and uh, let's let's end with a funny one. I think uh, Ducktales will be the most loved Capcom game out of the show. <laughs> Certainly, what I'm looking forward to. The most. <laughs> it looks awesome. It does look awesome, and I just... And holy crap, I think Jake Kaufman is doing the music for it, which is just, everybody wins. Life is like a hurricane. Honk, honk, Duckburg. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for the C3, but I'm also kind of like, okay, let's at this point, let's see the press conferences. Let's see what's happening. We've already seen a bunch of games released. And, uh, oh, last prediction is I don't give a crap about Metal Gear anymore. I, I think I've reached that's the not point. a prediction. That's just your opinion. But well, okay. I, just, I just think this that's trailer... Like- your opinion, man. That I just think we're going to see a trailer for another Metal Gear, and I'm just like, eh. I, I see people not getting excited at all for any console-related news. But I, on the other hand, I see this being a great E3 because it seems like there's going to be a ton of games that yeah. look really cool. Yes. Yep. And, and we're at that weird point, just like we were when the 360 came out, where you had Hitman on 360 and on Xbox, and it looked better on 360, so... You know, we're going to see the same thing, and let's just hope we see some good games. It would be nice to get some surprises, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. So we will obviously do a show when you guys get back from E3. Uh, I will be editing all your stuff as you continue to try to put it up on the site. Steven, you know your one job. The second you're done seeing Dark Souls 2, you call me. My fir- It's literally the first thing I'm doing at the show. My first appointment is to go to Namco Bandai. I'm going to be like, bathe me in Excelia and Dark Souls. Love you. All right, Excellent. so... Uh, <laughs> so that does it for this uh, pre-E3 edition. You guys will have to look forward to our E3 analysis where we'll get to talk about all this stuff. Uh, as always, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or through the RSS feed. We're getting close to that 50, uh, 50 ratings on iTunes. Yes. Like Tell your friends and spread it on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, it works. please. 
The more people that listen, the more the show comes up in the ratings and the more somebody might listen to it. Exactly. So uh, for everybody, thanks again for listening and enjoy E3. Honk. (laughs) I'm keeping that.